Yo, Caleb, how do you make those cool audiograms you post on social media? Have you ever felt? Are you listening? Welcome to the People in Tech podcast, your resource for all things happening in tech. Join the conversation with your host, Caleb King. Welcome back, day one listeners. We got another great episode in store for you today. Now, this one is special to me because as a podcaster, this is me giving podcaster tips that are not only awesome to use, but can also help grow your podcast. As I remember my first season, I was only getting 20 downloads an episode. And don't get me wrong, I was very excited about that. But we want to 10x that, right? And one of the ways to do that is create content. However, some of you might not know how to create what's known as an audiogram. An audiogram is that image where it has the podcast guest, it has a wavelength, and it has maybe some generated text showing you a snippet of the episode. That way, you know, pretty much piques your interest in checking out the latest episode or figuring out who's a guest on the latest podcast episode. Well, I have one of the co-founders of Headliner. Headliner is an audiogram app where it helps you create those amazing social media graphics. It helps you grow your podcast and grow your content to take it to another level. So I got Oliver from Headliner who's going to talk about why you should be using Headliner, what are the pros, the cons, and why you need to sign up today. Let's get into it. Like what we do? Share this on your socials and tell everyone. Oliver Wellington, thank you for being on the show. We're going to throw out the traditional question. How did you get into tech? And then elaborate on your background and everything you did to become the man you are today. Sure. So I guess uh, how I got into tech, I don't know. I mean, I guess at some level, is it is it even possible to have a job without being in tech anymore? I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I... Um, how I got into tech, I guess, goes back to uh, a little bit to where I grew up. I um, I grew up, uh, my, my father was a contractor uh, building houses. And so from around age 10 until 21 in the summers, I helped him work on houses, uh, you know, lots of manual labor, working on a roof. And so I think like working on a hot kind of roof in July and August in New England was... Um, the moment where I was like, I'm going to work inside uh, when I, you know, graduate college. So that was like kind of narrowed me into, okay, I want to work indoors and not be out in the sun all day. Um, and so from there, uh, technology kind of just became the exciting thing. Uh, it just kind of drew me in. Uh, it's a great way to kind of try to reach a ton of people. So before in, being in technology, um, I was in a rock band with some friends in, in New York City where I lived and, and it kind of had a very similar feel. Uh, being in a startup, being in technology f- felt a lot like being in a band to me. You have a small group of people trying to achieve the impossible, trying to do huge things with the limited resources. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of kind of how it all happened, I guess, in some way. I'm not sure it was like a super, I don't have a story that's like, oh, my whole life I was playing with computers or Right. any of that you know i just i wasn't one of those people i've actually um it kind of just happened in some way okay so it sounds like you're from the east coast boston new york jersey area yeah so i grew up in cape cod uh it's like a summer community in massachusetts 
And then uh, I went to NYU for my undergrad and I've uh, in 2000 and I've actually lived in New York City ever since pretty much. So um, my que next question, not to interrupt yeah. you. So what did you study at NYU? So I studied uh, psychology and creative writing uh, at NYU. Okay. And yeah, and then after that, um, when I was 25, I went to Babson outside of Boston and got an MBA. Uh, they're a, kind of a small school focused pretty exclusively on entrepreneurship. So I kind of knew that I wanted to uh, start a company and, and uh, get into that whole world of entrepreneurship. And so that was the best school to go to for that. So when did you get that niche? Because it sounds like with your background, you kind of got the hardworking mentality. And I can totally relate doing construction work and being outside during those hot summers will easily put you inside behind a computer. But when <laughs> did you get that niche where you're like, man, I really am an entrepreneur inside. I just got to actually pursue this. I think it's like, I always think and say it's kind of like, it's a necessity for me. Like I, I've just never done well with authority or um, having a boss. And, you know, uh, maybe that's just from working for my dad. I don't know. <laughs> that's maybe a different <laughs> podcast. But um, so uh, so I, I just haven't really successfully um, fit into a role where I have a boss. And so knowing that about myself, I've always been like, okay, like if you don't want to have a boss, you have to do it yourself. <laughs> so I've always gravitated towards things that um, are kind of like entrepreneurial in nature. Okay. Now, before we dive deep into what Headliner is, was Headliner your first startup or did you try something before? No. So um, myself and Neil, uh, our co my co-founder, uh, we actually started another company in 2009. It was called Enrelate and we did under article content recommendations. So if you're on a, a publisher's website or a blog and it says you may also like or things from the web and uh, you see a bunch of little tiles linking to other articles, uh, we were one of the first companies that did that. And um, that company got acquired by IAC under uh, ask.com. So a pretty large public company uh, based out of New York City. Uh, and we were acquired by them in 2012. And we stayed until 2015. And then after that, we actually started uh, what the, the, the company that predated Headliner is technically the still like corporate entity, but different brand. Um, the company was called Sparemin, and it was an app that allowed people to connect and share their conversations online. Okay. And so that app, yeah, basically um, kind of had a piece of it, uh, which was a, a little uh, embed where you could share it that everyone wanted to put their audio into. And from there, we kind of realized that solving the problem of uh, sharing audio online was uh, going to be more of an opportunity than our app. And we started uh, focusing and building Headliner. Okay. So first of all, I just want to say shout out to Neil, who is your co-founder. Without him, we wouldn't be having this episode. So thank you, Neil. Um, second thing I want to say, how do you and Neil know each other? Were you friends growing up? Have you worked together in the past? So um, Neil and I actually both went to NYU. Just uh, We actually went uh, six years apart, though. So... Uh, I mentioned before I was in a rock band. And so the rock band was uh, fronted by two brothers who their cousin is uh, Neil's best friend from college. And so we all kind of were in the same orbit. And uh, he helped me kind of <laughs> do some stuff uh, when I was promoting my band. And, um, and then after I graduated business school, we kind of met up and started working on the, the last company as well. 
So when you guys started working together, so I, um, so to give you some background, Oliver, so I'm a tech person, I'm a software developer, I'm building apps and websites and doing this podcast. My question when I talk to entrepreneurs on this show is, what is the skill set that you guys had? It sounds like you had your MBA, so it sounds like you have maybe more of the business savvy, business sense. Um, was it something where you looked at Neil and you guys are like, we have an idea, we work well together, or it's like, hey, you are good at this, I'm good at that. Does that make sense what I'm asking? Yeah, absolutely. So, so Neil is... Um he's like one of these really rare well i don't know how rare it is but i think it's pretty rare like he's like a a tech person that also understands and performs very well in business um and so he you know he's like one of those people who has always had internship like i don't even think he had to buy his own laptop until a few years ago when we did the second company because companies have historically always provided him with laptops because he's uh you know a very good tech person um but so he's a bit older so the the last company like he's like the kind of like he's like the the larger founder and I'm the smaller founder, even if like physically I'm larger. <laughs> um, but so he is, he's like the tech person for sure. Uh, and, and you know, he could, he could be a CTO wherever. Um, he's also the CEO and I'm more like a uh, business grassroots marketing and just kind of like early stage startup, fill in all the gaps. Like I can do a decent job at, pretty much any non-tech role at a company and kind of juggle those things so that is kind of what i do okay so before we dive deeper into some of those some of those areas you're mentioning let's give our listeners a quick one-on-one of what is headliner sure so headliner is an online video creation platform that is geared towards audio creators whether it be radio companies podcasters audiobooks Uh, Anyone that's creating audio can use Headliner to help share it on social media. You basically take a clip of your audio, turn it into a video by adding images, GIFs, videos, animated waveforms, progress bars. Uh, It'll automatically transcribe and caption your videos, and then you can style them to match your brand font and all that kind of stuff. And so um, right now it's being used by about 30,000 to 50,000, depending on the the month, uh, people in that range uh, to share, you know, I, I have actually haven't looked in a couple of weeks, but because <laughs> so much is going on, but like it's three to three to 5,000 videos being exported every day for social media. Um, and, and almost all of them are based in audio. And David listeners, he's not kidding because we are currently exporting a video to headliner right now. Um, <laughs> so Oliver, a question I have. So you and Neil, you guys have some experience in your previous startup. I'm always curious at what point, did you realize maybe you struck gold? And if, if at that point, when did you start realizing we need to start building out a team? So I think like um, for this company, we had the team in place from the mobile app um, already. So I think it was kind of a question of like, you know, and we always kind of have started with the idea of building a team first while also building out the idea. Um, and so we kind of have done that and then iterating through a bunch of different um things like in finding what works you know i mean there's like a few different versions of the app that we tried that didn't quite hit well enough for us to keep going with it um and then in headliner there's actually been a few different iterations of things we've tried but at the end of the day the the audio stuff has just worked really well for us and and grown so we stuck with it um okay and then i always like to ask um of course with any startup with any entrepreneur or venture uh what are some of the struggles that you guys encountered I mean, the biggest struggle has always been there's just not enough time in the day, <laughs> you know, I mean, trying to get 
all the things. I mean, we have a very small team doing a lot of different things and supporting a lot of customers. So just getting to everything we want to get to in every day is, is our biggest hurdle. Um, other than that, I think, um, yeah, that's it. I mean, if we had a little more time or a couple more people, it would be great, but it's kind of all the same. It's all the same old, same old. You just have a lot to do and, and not a lot of time to do it. And as a experienced entrepreneur now, Oliver, I'm always curious um, what you know now compared to what you know five, 10 years ago, what are some key takeaways you would give advice to some of our listeners trying to do their own startup? I think like the number one thing is like, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, the first thing is like, you kind of have to decide, um, you have to be willing to give up everything that's not really important to your happiness. So if like, it's really important to you to socialize and have tons of friends, uh, you better hope that those friends are some way helping your startup or related to them or else it's just not going to work. Um, that and just making sure that, um, knowing that you kind of have to, you're always, you're going to be like the startup is going to become an obsession to some extent. Like you're going to, Think about it from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed. You're going to dream about it. It's basically going to be the main thing taking over your entire psyche um, and your day-to-day existence. Um, and so I think like knowing that before you get in is good. Um, but other than that, like uh, I'm trying to think if there's any kind of, I guess the other thing is like um, hire people as quickly as you can and, and don't be afraid to let them go if it's not working out as quickly as you can. Uh, there's definitely been cases where, you know, unhappy people can kind of ruin a, a small team. Um, so if, um, and I'm not thinking about anyone super specific, actually at this company has been great, but our previous company, mm-hmm. um, there's been cases where, you know, people that weren't happy stayed a little bit too long and it kind of pollutes the team culture and the morale and all those things. So just, you know, if someone's not happy, just part ways. And and usually they're fine with it. Like they weren't happy to begin with. So that's kind of something we learned, but, but again, this isn't our current company. This is more our previous one. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, So another question I have, so like I said, I'm an entrepreneur myself and I always think to my, I'm kind of at the point where it's like, you know, you can build something, you know, I have a prototype, but it always seems a little scary when, let's say you do have something to present, but who do you trust in terms of, oh, do I talk to angel investors? Do I talk to VCs? Uh, So this was your experience with Headliner and your previous companies. What advice would you give to somebody who has something ready to go, but they just don't know where to go first? I guess like we, we, I kind of like heavily believe in some of the stuff Reed Hoffman talks about, which is just, you know, like he, I think it's the saying is like, if, if you've, re, if you release something and you're not embarrassed by it, you released it too, too late. Um, I think that's like a, you know, a slight version of that quote. So, you know, our thing has been like, get it in front of as many people as you can as fast as possible and then try and iterate on it. Um, the first thing should be embarrassing. The first thing you really shouldn't necessarily even work fully. Uh, you know, I mean, ideally it does work, but if you, you know, getting the feedback loop going with your potential customers, figuring out if those customers are actually the customers you thought they were figuring out if you even can make the product that people will be excited by in all those things, the faster you can get stuff out and get it tested, the better. And, and uh, we've never really shied away from showing whatever we have to as many people as we can find. So, you know, start out with friends and families, friends and family members, you know, in some cases that could be great. Some cases maybe they're not the right audience, so it doesn't make sense, but 
just finding people wherever you can in person, online, Facebook groups, Reddit, anywhere, you know, and just getting them, getting them in there, getting the feedback on your product and really listening to the, I mean, positive feedback's nice because it feels good, but I think negative feedback is useful because when you get a large uh, percentage of everyone telling you the same thing is wrong, then you, you know what you need to fix. So that's kind of how I like to do, th- how we like to do stuff. Okay. So Oliver, I want to give you opportunity to um, promote uh, Headliner, of course. So there is a lot of competition out there. We, of course, use you guys exclusively, but what makes you different to some of your competitors? Sure. So, I mean, Headliner is a full featured video editing platform. You can make like actual videos on it. Uh, it doesn't have to just start from audio. Uh, so the main thing is like when you start out with your audio piece, you, you know, you can do uh, audiograms, you can make meme videos, you can create uh, full length ads. Like if you shoot your own stuff, it's all kind of doable on headliner, right? You can add uh, the, we kind of help make everything social. Uh, so there's that. It's also, we have a bunch of wizards kind of workflows built in for audio people that makes it easy to promote, uh, to create this stuff. And then another thing we're releasing soon, which is called, uh, it's, it's an automation part of Headliner where you essentially just put in your podcast feed and then we chop up your episode into different types of videos uh, for all the platforms you want. And you can have stuff ready to go um, for, for every platform every day, every week, kind of whatever you need. Um, so those are kind of some of the main things. The other thing is that like the, that we have a, the, the free version of Headliner um, gives you 10 free videos a month without a watermark. And then after that, there's a little headliner watermark. And But you can still make as many videos as you want. And to be honest with you, that was one of the reasons we signed up. Because there's, like I said, there's so many out there. And they all want you to pay up front. And you're kind of like, well, can I like get a free trial? Or can I give it a shot? So I'm just curious when you guys are sitting in your boardroom, you know, and you're talking to business model, like, what was that conversation like? Were you like, no, we got to get it out for free or was it like, it's obvious it has to be free. Like, can you just give us an insider sneak of what that conversation was like? Yeah, sure. I mean, we, we, we've always been really heavy into the idea of trying to get a, a nice large group of people using stuff. And some of the easiest ways to make people use stuff is to make it super accessible. And one of the biggest roadblocks to anything is, is making people pay for it. So, um, you know, we, we wanted to keep it free. Uh, completely free longer but what actually happened was there were certain features that people were writing to us constantly and saying like can you build this and we'd be willing to pay for it and so eventually we decided that we would kind of make the tiered versions of headliner so i think it's only been about uh, a couple months now that it's even been possible to pay for headliner and for people who do podcasts or looking to start their own podcast, why is it so important to have something like Headliner in your repertoire of tools? Because, you know, you have social media and you're trying to get the word out. So it's kind of elaborate with the importance of something like Headliner to a podcaster like myself. Sure. So, I mean, nowadays there's more podcasts than ever before. And um, there isn't, you know, it's not, there's just not enough um, time in the week and people to listen to all these episodes going out right so you kind of have to figure out how to get your stuff out there in front of listeners potential listeners remind people that have checked it out to come back and so there was a study that came out recently that said i think 43 percent of people discover new podcasts from family and friends which makes a lot of sense it's a, a way that a lot of people discover stuff is through recommendations but 42 percent just one percentage point left 
less uh, discover stuff on social media. So <clears throat> basically right now, if you want to share audio on social media, um, we're, we're, we're basically the best way to do it. You can't copy and paste an MP3 into like Facebook or Twitter or anything like that. So you kind of need to convert it to something. And so the videos perform much better than still images or links. And so I think if you can get those out there and make sure you have those, like a kind of a steady stream of video going out, you're gonna have a much better chance of reaching new people. I always tell people to check out what Gary Vee's doing, right? Like he's, I think he would say crushing it <laughs> on social media. He has a whole huge team of people helping him create tons of stuff every day. And so Headliner kind of helps you have a, it's kind of like having your own little team of people creating videos for you, especially with this automation where you give your feed and then you're getting, you know, a bunch of videos every day that you can share. Um, and so, you know, part of social media is just a fire hose of content and you kind of just have to keep putting into it to stay, to stay on top of things and to keep relevant in people's feeds. Well, Oliver, thank you so much for being on your show today. We always like to give our guests opportunity to say anything to our listeners. So anything, um, whether you want to share uh, information to get in contact with you or uh, any advice for our listeners, so go ahead and give you that time. Sure. So, I mean, um, anyone who wants to check out Headliner, it's headliner.app. That's headliner.app. If anyone has any questions or I can help with anything, my email is oliver at headliner.app. That's uh, a great way to reach me. Um, and yeah, I just say good luck promoting your podcast and hope we can and help you find new listeners and keep engaging your current listeners. Well, again, Oliver, thank you so much. Day one listener, do not worry. I'm going to link all his information in the show notes below. And also, you should be using Headliner if you're not already. Again, Oliver, thank you for being on our show. For this episode, we are out. Peace. Thanks for joining us on the People in Tech podcast. For resources mentioned in this episode, visit us at peopleintech.io and join our mailing list for more content. Later. Later.